Well, you know, uh, Jesus went to the cross, amen, and to pay for our salvation, and which is awesome. And uh, we know that. But, you know, he also went to the cross for something else. And that is to give us the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the Holy Spirit's important. I, I think I'm going to be ministering a, a series on the Holy Spirit. And I think that, you know, that uh, as Christians, we know who God is. Amen. Heavenly, hopefully, he, you know that he's your heavenly, your loving heavenly father. Amen. And we worship the father. Amen. We worship God. And we, we know who Jesus is. Amen. <laughs> he's our savior. But we, we sometimes we leave the Holy Spirit out. Amen. And the Holy Spirit, you know, is is a, a, a person, not just a force. And um, the Holy Spirit is is here to live on the inside of each one of us. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, in, in other words, you know, um, when I was growing up, I used to watch a lot of cartoons and the Holy Spirit really is here to equip us. And and one of the cartoons I like is anybody used to watch Popeye in here? Amen. Amen. And uh, what what did Popeye, you know, when he was getting beat up by Bluto? Uh, anybody feel like you've been beat, been beat up by the devil lately? Um, so when he was beat up by, you know, getting beat up by Bluto or whoever, uh, what did he normally eat to get strong? Spinach, right, yeah. And so, you know, spinach was what he, what, what strengthened him. Anybody remember Underdog? Amen. Now, what did Underdog have? He had a little ring with a pill in it, I think. <laughs> and he would just, you know, and, and he would just take that and, and then he would say, you know, he, he came from a Myra Manor dog to Underdog, amen. And uh, praise God. And that was one of my favorite cartoons, too. Amen. And uh, but, you know, uh, God, we, 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 we have more than just a pill and we have more than just spinach. We have God Almighty Amen. on the inside of us. Amen. And so and, and he's here uh, to in, in empower us. Amen. And so we're going to I'm going to be introducing you to the Holy Spirit this morning. Because I, I think that some people, they, they, they're not as close to God as they need to be. And we, I don't know about you, but I, we need to get closer to God. Amen? And uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, this is a benediction, actually, at the end of the chapter. But it's really good what Paul writes here. And he says, uh, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God... And the communion of the Holy Spirit, notice, be with you all, amen. Notice he, he says, you know, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, the love of God. And then he says, the communion of the Holy Spirit. And so, really, the Holy Spirit is here to commune with us. And we need to understand that because, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I'm not in a dead religion. Amen. I'm so glad that, you know, I know some of us came out of, you know, some denominational churches. And, and a lot of times, you know, um, I, I'm not here to preach against denominations, but sometimes we, we have such a form and a formula that we uh, formulate God out of our church, out of our services, out of our lives. 
And we, I don't know about you, but I need a God touch. Amen. I need to sense the presence of God. Amen. I need to know that God's here. Amen. And I'm not saying that we live by our feelings, but, you know, it's great when you sense the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. And some of us in here might need to take another dip. Amen. Some of us might need a, like I would say, a refreshing Amen. And I don't know about you, but I, 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 I need to walk into refreshing every day because, you know, we got the world. We have the flesh. We have the devil trying to take it out of us. Amen. Yes. Amen. But thank God we have the Holy Spirit. Yes. So so um, uh, in Acts 19 and this is uh, verses one and two. This is the Apostle Paul and he's ministering. And in Acts 19, this is approximately about 20 years after, you know, the Holy Spirit came in and filled the church in Acts 2. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, uh, but, but the church was full of the Holy Spirit. And let's read here in Acts 19. This is about 20 years later. He says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. That Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So I'm going to say this, that there's many people that know God, you know, because, you know, know that God is God, the father. And many people, you know, heard about Jesus, but, but a lot of people don't know about the empowerment. Let's put it that way of the Holy spirit. And God wants to empower us to live this Christian life. And, and we need to get the power of the Holy spirit working in us every day. Amen. And so I'm not just saying just seek for a feeling. I'm saying seek God and the, the feelings of peace, the feelings of joy will start coming into our lives. Amen. Amen. So praise God. And so uh, there are probably about three reasons. And I'm talking about being empowered by the Holy Spirit this morning. Three reasons why, why Christians may not... Um, Receive or have that empowerment of the Holy Spirit like they need. And the number one reason I, I, I thought about is fear. They're, they're afraid of God. I think some of us are afraid to get close to God. I think some of us are, are, are afraid that God's going to take too much, too much up in our lives. He's going he's to try to control us. He's going to try to take too much. And we don't want to give God too much. Right. We, we, we want to we want our own lives. Right. So I think we have a fear that God's going to take too much residence in our life. You know, God, you know, I want to say this, that that you cannot never have too much of God. Amen. I hope that was grammatically correct. You cannot have enough of God. Amen. And so here, you know, I, I like the scripture here in Psalms 37, 4. It talks about, you know, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to seek love in all the wrong places. We're trying to seek fulfillment in all the wrong areas. We're trying to get it through entertainment and we're trying to get it through this and we're trying to get it through hobbies. But you're not going to really get, you know, the blessings that you really desire until you run hard after God. And so Psalms 37, 4 is one of my favorite 
uh, scriptures, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So you see, see, God has designed us and he made us and he created us to have fellowship with him. And in that fellowship, he starts revealing to us who we are, what we have and what we can do in him. And so as we seek him, as we delight, you know, that word, that word delight is an interesting word. As we get excited about getting with God. Amen. I know some of you this morning were so excited about coming out to church this morning. You're so excited about what God was going to give you this morning. Amen. And so we need to be excited about what God has for us, because what God has for us is what Jesus said. He came. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And some of us don't. We're not walking in that fullness of the abundance of God that we need to. And some of us need more of God. Amen. 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 Praise God. And so, so, so fear it, it sometimes holds us back from moving forward and receiving the endowment or the power from on high from the Holy Spirit. Number two, pride is another thing that keeps us back from receiving more of God. We think we have enough God. We don't think we need any more of God. What we're doing is working a little bit. How's it working for you? Yeah. And so we just, we're, we're just, we're satisfied with just a little bit of God. We, we don't really want to push the envelope anymore. We, we don't want to press it too hard. Amen. Like one person said, they didn't want to get close to God because they thought that God, that was my old pastor, thought that God might send them away as a missionary, maybe to Africa. And they were single at the time and they didn't have their Jane. So they, they just didn't, they didn't want to get close to God because they had a fear that God was going to get them to do something that they didn't want to do. And I want to say this, whatever God gets you to do, it's already something that he has already put in your heart and you're going to be happy doing it. Amen. Amen. You're going to be miserable doing your own thing. Some of you are trying to make your own thing work. And you're miserable. You're, 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 you're just going in day in and day out, just having just a little bit of God. But it's, it's, it's not doing it for you. Amen. And that's how, how people go into sin is because the enemy says, oh, God doesn't have anything for you. Why don't you shake it up a little bit and live on the wild side? And that's, that's the road of death. And that's how the enemy, I believe, people that's not filled with the Spirit of God... They end up turning to sinful things to try to get filled and uh, they end up getting more empty and they end up crashing and burning. Amen. Amen. And we need to live a filled life filled with the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen in here? So we don't want to be complacent. And so that word complacent means we're just satisfied with the status quo. We don't really want any more of God. Proverbs one thirty two says, for the turning away of the simple will slay them. That means turning away from God's word, turn away from more of God. In, in other words, the enemy will end up coming in and trying to slay us. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. So we don't want to be complacent. 
We don't want to be, oh man, you know, I can take a little bit of God or I can leave a little bit of God. I can have him on the side. No, we should have a desire to be running hard after God. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, I like what, what Paul said to Timothy. He was dealing with some fear. He was dealing with some issues, and he was a new pastor. And Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift. Yes. And so we sometimes, you know, just like chocolate milk needs to be stirred up every once in a while. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Some of us might need to just stir it up. Amen. Amen. You might say, well, how do you do that? Well, come to church, get into the Word. You might need a fast. What, Pastor? Are you asking me to skip a meal? You might need to skip a meal. Okay, I won't go there. Amen. In other words, you might need to get renewed in God. Amen. Amen. And, you know, uh, you know the, the, I don't want just to be preaching, you know, you know, thank God that God gives me messages where you say, it's a good message, Pastor. Oh, it was a great message today. But I, want, I don't want it just to be just a great message and no change. No, I want the message impacting you and changing you. Amen. In other words, we need to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Amen. Amen. Not to mountaintop to valley, back to valley to mountaintop, back to mountaintop to valley. In other words, we don't need to be yo-yo Christians. We need to keep going higher and higher in God. So the number three reason why we're not receiving more of God is is like what these people that were, you know, they were uh, baptized in John's baptism. And they said they didn't hear, you know, whether there was a Holy Ghost. So the number three reason why we don't have more of God is because of ignorance. Amen. We just don't know. We just don't know that there's more available in our Christian life. We don't know that God has more for us. So we can only go with what we know. And we know that it says in Hosea 4, 6, it says, My people are destroyed because they don't know me. And so, uh, and, uh, and, and that's the New Living Translation. One says, because they lack knowledge. Another one is because, you know, the more knowledge you have of God, the more you should know God. Amen. 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 Grace and peace comes to us at the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? So the more knowledge you have of God, the more knowledge you have of a person, the more you should know about them. The more intimate you should be with them. Amen. Amen. So, so we, we want to make sure um, that, uh, that we're getting to know God and we have to realize that God has more for us. Amen. And so we're looking at the nature of the Holy Spirit and we're talking about the Holy Spirit today. And uh, in the Old Testament, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, the New Testament is written in Greek. And they had a word for the, uh, for, for the Holy Spirit called Ruach. And um, say that, Ruach. And so it says, and that's a Hebrew word that means actually the breath of God. Amen. So really, it's, it's, it's God's life of breath. It's his spirit. And they translate it Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. And so we, we, we see the working of the Holy Spirit in Genesis in chapter 1 and 1 and 2. And it says in, in Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and was void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of the God was hovering over the face of the waters. So what is what what is the Holy Spirit 
you know, when Jesus was being baptized in the Jordan River, uh, what happened? It was uh, it, the Spirit of God came down like a dove. And it says here, you know, another word for hover is fluttering. And the Holy Spirit, I'm going to say this, he flutters over us. He, he, he's, he's over us. And really, he does that when we were unsaved. He fluttered over you. He, he, he was over you, revealing to you your, how lost you were. He was revealing to you, you know, the Lord revealed this to me. And, and I love the Holy Spirit because he will make the gospel, he'll make the scriptures come alive. Amen. And when, when I was reading this one day, it said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Lord revealed to me, that's like a person that doesn't know me. You know, that a person that doesn't know me is without form, void of me, and, and, and is covered in darkness. Think about that. And so the Lord revealed that to me one day as I said, man, that's like a person. You know, the Bible actually, you know, says that we're like, we're, we're made of the earth. And, the, and in Psalms, it calls us lands. Amen. It calls us trees. Because we're made of the earth, amen? And so it's like God coming over us, revealing his truth to us. And then when God said, let there be light, when the preacher speaks the word of God, light is going forth and illuminating your souls and revealing truth to each one of you and setting you more free. Amen. Amen. You're in church today and you're getting more and more free. I'm looking at free Christians this morning. Amen. And so and so really, that's what the, that, that's what the Lord did with me. You know, before I got saved and each one of you probably have a story. And before I got saved, it was maybe two or three weeks. Now, I encountered my brother got saved. Both my brothers got saved. My mom was saved. And my brother got saved in the summertime, George and, and, and uh, Joel. And they were attending a uh, spirit-filled church. And, uh, and they invited some friends over one time. I remember this guy prayed. And, you know, I, I went to the Methodist church with my mom and dad. You know, we grew up Methodist. And um, when they prayed over there at the church, I never really felt anything. But this guy had something when he prayed, I just felt like the presence of there's something there. You know, it it was kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? I felt like, you know, that was God. It was like, wow, he prayed with he had power coming out of him. There was a presence. And when he, he prayed this prayer and I don't even remember what he prayed, but I felt something. See, that's what we want in this church is when you come in, we want you to feel God. That God's presence is a reality in your life. And he prayed and that was in the summertime. But, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And I would I I like God. You know, back then I was religious. I didn't know God. And, you know, religion is easy. Religion, you just can keep God in a box you, you got God all figured out. You, you got religion says church should only be for one hour on Sunday morning. And that's enough God, God for me. That's religion. But, you know, but when you get into a loving, a life relationship with God Almighty, being filled with the Holy Spirit, an hour is not enough for God Amen. on Sunday morning. Amen. In other words, you need more of God Amen. than just a Sunday morning snack. Amen. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You need more of God in your life. Amen. And so, and so as God started working on me and, he, and, and he, the Holy Spirit hovered over me, I, I was, remember I was 20 years old going to college. I mean, I was one of these happy-go-lucky people. I was never sad. And all of a sudden I started getting sad at 20. I started getting philosophical at 20 years old. Like what is life? You know, I was at a party. I was drinking a beer. Amen. And, and it was like I was there and I wasn't happy. At 20 years old, I should have been happy. I had a Heineken in my hand. I should have been really happy. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, and, uh, but I wasn't that happy. <laughs> God was working on me. And then I'd get in my car and I'd start driving. All of a sudden, I'd start crying. And I'm thinking, I'm losing my mind. Why am I crying? It's quiet. Nobody's in the car. Good thing, you know. I'm a man. You know, I'm a man. You know. A man's man, you know, and I was crying in the car. I started, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And I was crying, and the Holy Spirit was moving on my heart, was revealing some things to me, was showing me, and I was feeling like I was lost. And I didn't know why I was feeling that way. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because I, I, I knew what road I was on. I was on, on the road, you know, you know, of good intentions going to hell. You know what I'm saying? I was on that road, the primrose, the primrose path of destruction. I didn't, I didn't know that because the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but still ends in death. It, it, it still can seem right on, a, on, on the road of destruction, but you're still going off a cliff. But that's why we need God Almighty coming in, revealing truth. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, thank God for the Holy Spirit. And then you guys know the story. I was waiting tables on a Sunday night, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. I didn't know. I thought it was a thought, but it was a thought that came to me. Go to church tonight. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to me through a thought. And I thought, I'm going to go to church tonight. It was like Jesus calling his disciples and says, come walk with me. And he, and he remember Matthew, you know, at the table was, he was a tax collector and, and Jesus is seeing, you know, they're paying their tribute to Caesar and, 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 and Jesus says to Matthew, come follow me. And, and Matthew just like drops everything and starts walking with Jesus. Amen. When the Holy Spirit talks to you, hopefully you listen. And you follow. Amen. And thank God that night I went to a church that I'd never been in. I don't ever remember being invited. It was a church that my brothers were attending. But I don't remember them inviting me. They may have invited me to the church. You know, we have selective hearing. But anyway, (laughs) when we don't want to do anything, we have selective hearing. Did you, did you, you know, spouses, you know, your wife saying, we ought to go out and go shopping, huh? You know, but we have selective hearing. Amen. And so, but thank God, I heard the Holy Spirit, the call of the Lord Jesus Christ. I went in church that Sunday. It was Sunday night. It was at the end of the service. Don't even remember the sermon. Amen. But the Holy Spirit, you know, they said, if you need Jesus, I'm telling you, my hand went up. I don't know why it went up because I didn't know why I was there. And then, you know, they had their ushers that looked like the mafia, you know, standing there to walk you up front. Amen. They, you know, they're looking at you like, okay, you raised your hand, son. Walk up front, you know. I couldn't get out of it. You know, like, there's an usher. 
you know, and he said, and so I was like, okay, you know, because I could have backed out of that deal. And I walked down that Roman road, they call it, trembling, my knees knocking, thinking that God, you know, they were already, you know, kneeling. And I'm thinking, okay, now it's an execution. You know, they're kneeling up front. And I'm thinking what, I didn't know what to expect. But you know what? I had the greatest experience of my entire life. I got saved that night, water baptized, and the Holy Spirit flooded over me. And I'm telling you, you know, and and the angels in heaven were saying, it's about time. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, I felt the presence and the love of God. And you know what? I still feel his presence. I still feel his love. Glory to God. When I'm in service and I'm in worshiping him, all of a sudden he starts touching me. And I start sensing God is alive. God is alive. Amen. Glory to God. It's so exciting. Amen. Amen. And that's where I tell people, you know, I've, I, when I was blind and lost, I saw everything in black and white. But when I got saved, I saw everything in color. Amen. Amen. In other words, everything became alive. God became alive. Amen. A whole new world opened up to me. And see, a whole new world could be opening up to each one of you. Some of you are in a place right now and you're parched and you're dry and you're thirsty. And you're just kind of you're you're, you're in the religious mode. You just come to church because that's the thing. You got to go because you don't want the devil killing you too much. You got to show up, you know. No, we don't want to be coming to church just because I got to go, you know. No, you get to come to church. You get to come into the service. You get to receive the presence and the power of God. Praise God. You get to receive him. Amen. Another word for the Holy Spirit is pneuma. And and that's called, the again, that's the breath of God. That's in the New Testament. And in, in the New Testament, Jesus talks about in John six sixty three, he says, it's the spirit who gives life. The, the flesh profits nothing. Religion is just flesh trying to make a show for, eat, for, for everybody in the room Amen. except for God. Amen. That's religion. Yes. But I'm telling you, it's the spirit of God. Jesus said, I'm looking for those that are going to worship me in spirit and in truth. He doesn't want us just going through the motions. He doesn't want us just going through, ah, you know, another another Sunday. No, man, no. He wants us being filled with the Spirit. We need to take that pill. (laughs) Underdog, you know. Woo, bam. The pill of the Holy Spirit, amen. I'm not talking about, you know, anything new here. I'm talking about God, amen. And so it's, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Amen. And so even God's word is impregnated with God. And as we, as we hear the word of God, because faith comes by hearing and hear my word of God, I'm telling you, faith is being imparted in you. And you're getting strengthened in your inner man. So when the enemy tries to come against you, he's going to come against an incredible person that's strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And you won't be blown over in the storm and the winds of adversity in your life. Amen. 
So God's word, it's breath, it's life, amen? The Holy Spirit is likened to wind. And we're going to use wind as a characteristic of the Holy Spirit, amen? Wind is unseen. You may not be able to see the Holy Spirit, but you can sense His presence. You may not be able to see him, but you can see the change that he's making in your life. Some of you have been changing. And the Apostle Paul, amen, was a man that was a religious man coming against the church. And you, he got knocked off his spiritual horse of pride. Some of us might need to be knocked off our spiritual horse of pride. And he got knocked off. And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Paul? And you know what? He got turned around. He had an encounter with God. And he became one of the greatest apostles in the Bible. And I'm telling you, it's time for some of us to get an encounter with God Almighty. Some of us are dying in here. And we need a touch of God. Amen. We, we know that when, amen, is working in the people's lives. Even Peter, that was, you know, that denied Christ three times. He was, a, he, he, he was so um, uh, uh, caught up in protecting himself. In the day of Pentecost, when he was empowered by the Holy Spirit, he became a different man. He became bold. And he spoke and ministered to 3,000 people. And he won 3,000 people to the king. God wants to change some of you into another person. He wants to take the timidity out of you. He wants to take the fear out of you. He wants to take the weakness out of you and turn you into a bold lion. You don't need to be a cowardly lion like in the Wizard of Oz. You need to be a bold lion. Like Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, lives on the inside of each one of you. What are you scared? Why are you so scared? The greater one abides in you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Glory to God, no matter what the devil's trying to throw at some of you, the greater one is abiding in you. The power of God is making a difference in each one of your lives. Amen. In John 14, 16 and 17, Jesus is is talking to his disciples. He's just about ready to go to the cross. This is at the Last Supper. And he says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, an advocate, once called to stand by you, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him who nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you glory to God when you receive Jesus you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you but you know there is another dispensation of God he doesn't just want the Holy Spirit to be, be in you but he wants the Holy Spirit to be upon you to do great and mighty things for him amen amen Glory to God. 
praise God. When, like, you know, is unpredictable. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is not going to operate the same way all the time. Because if he did, you know, you'd get caught up in that and you'll make a religion out of it. And God and Jesus hated religion. Jesus came against the religious sect that had all their rules and regulations. And they were trying to figure out how God operated by rules and regulations. No, God operates by love. God operates by grace. God operates by his, his blessing of his covenant. Are you hearing me this morning, saints? Glory to God. And so we, we can't predict how God's going to move in a service. Sometimes I'm in a service and I'm crying. Sometimes I'm in a service or I'm in the presence of God and I'm laughing. Sometimes I'm in the presence of God and I'm dancing. Sometimes I'm just shouting glory to God. And it's okay to do all three, four, five of them. They do it at a football game. We might as well do it while we're in church. Man, they get crazy at a football game. Why can't we get a little crazy for Jesus? Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Give me a big one. Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Wind is powerful. The Holy Spirit is powerful. God's not some weak God just seeing how long you can hold up under the pressure until you get maybe, you know, some help from the doctor. No, God is powerful. And he can break whatever thing that's in your life, whatever's hindering you, that you you, you need more than just, just, you know, just a a simple word for God. You need the power of God. You need the power of God to break the power of Satan off some of your lies. Because some of you are bound up. And you need the power of God to break the power of the enemy. God's more powerful than the devil. You can tweet that. Amen. God is more powerful in Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, at the ends of the earth. You should receive power. Number four, when, like the Holy Spirit, is refreshing. Amen. God wants to refresh us. That's what I was talking about earlier this morning, earlier in my, my sermon today at... God doesn't want us to have a dry life. Amen. He doesn't want us to be parched. He doesn't want us to be just bored. Amen. Amen. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to refresh us. Yeah. And sometimes when we're encountering life and we all encounter life. And we, we get, we feel burned out. We feel tired. We feel like, oh God, are you out there? He's out there and he's in there. And so as, as he wants to refresh us. Amen. And in Acts, you know, on Acts 319, you know, you ever been... At the beach, and it's hot, and you just feel that breeze. He's like, whoo, man, that feels good. That's the way it should be when you come to church. You should feel the breeze of the Holy Spirit. And you're like, you may come in down. You may come in downtrodden and bowed over. But when you come out, you should be coming out like a champion, glory to God. Ready to face the world. Ready to face the devil. Ready to face yourself. Because sometimes you yourself is your own worst enemy. Amen. Amen. 
So when is it refreshing? It says here in Acts 3.19, this is Peter preaching. He says, repent therefore, be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. What does repent mean? It means turn from doing your thing and start doing God things. It's turning around from trying to make it work yourself and, and getting God in to help to have him help you make it work. Amen. Are you hearing? Repenting is turning from a worldly system to a heavenly system. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And I'm turning to God this morning. That's what we're repenting. And he says, as you do that, the presence of God. Repentance is a good thing. Maybe some of us are dealing with some sin in our life. We need to turn for that thing because it will drain the joy. It will drain the peace. It will drain the life out of us. It will cause us to be dead man walking. When we're in sin and we're in unrepentant sin, it dries us up. And God, I tell you, the devil loves dried up Christians. Amen. The devil loves you being dried up and mean and crusty and religious. Why? Because you're not making any impact for the kingdom of God. Amen. The worst Christian is the backslidden Christian. Amen. Because why? Because they tasted a little bit of God. Uh-huh. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. They tasted a little bit of God and they liked what they had. They liked what they had. But then all of a sudden they didn't keep tasting. You've got to keep tasting God. You've got to keep feeding at the banquet table of God. You've got to keep feeding and feeding and feeding. It's a never ending process. It's like a good buffet. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And some of us have stopped feeding at the table of God. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And we, we, we have to, you know, we, we have to be open to the Holy Spirit's working in our lives. We can't resist them. Amen. We don't want to resist the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.30, it says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Make you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Ephesians 4.30 message. So we don't want to grieve God. We don't want to break his heart. What breaks his heart? Us running from God. Us staying out of church, us staying away from the word of God, us staying away from having fellowship with other believers. That breaks God's heart. Why? Because he knows there's power in unity. There's power in oneness. There's power when we get close to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? And so we need to, we need the three things we need to do to not take God for granted. We need to let go of our fears and misconceptions. We need to let go of those things. We need to study the Word of God like it's the first time we've ever looked at the Word. Don't allow religion, don't allow other people that you may even admire to to tell you that, that the Holy Spirit is not in operation in the church anymore. So let go of fears and misperceptions. In other words, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Number two, we must go all in. Some of us are just sticking our toe in, in the little water and saying, I've got just enough of God. You ever went to the beach and it's cold and the water's really cold and you just kind of, oh man, no, I don't want to go in there. You know, 
Yeah, and you just kind of go, and some of us go in a little slow. Oh, 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 oh. But my brother John, what he does, he just runs in there like Rocky, and he jumps. Amen. And I said, man, that man, he's a man, right? And some of us, we need to take the iced tea splash. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? We need the iced tea splash. So I'm like, what are you talking about? The commercial, you know, when you drink that iced tea, they're at the swimming pool, and they fall back into the, into the swimming pool. We need to fall back into the presence of God. In other words, what Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep. Yes. And you'll get a hole. We, we don't, we, some of us are too shallow. Some of us are just sticking our feet in the shallow water. But some of us, what we need to do, we need to run into the waves and jump into the water. And you will sense the refreshing and the presence of God. Don't hold back on God. Don't hold back on Him. And then number three, we need to develop an intimate friendship with God. Amen. We need to continue. You know, as that song goes, we, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm continue that ongoing fellowship with God every day. Get the worship music going. Read your Bible. Witness to somebody. I'm telling you, witnessing to somebody is one of the keys to keep your relationship thriving and living in God. Amen. Amen. Start witnessing of the goodness of God. I'm up here and I'm telling you, my relationship is great with God. It's because I'm witnessing on Sunday mornings. I'm witnessing on Wednesday nights. I'm witnessing on Or you, when you say, no, you're preaching. No, I'm witnessing. I'm talking about Jesus. Amen. I'm talking about His glory. I'm talking about what He has done in my life. Amen. And, I, and He becomes more real. Amen. Amen. And He'll become more real to you Amen. as you start witnessing the greatness and the glory and the presence of God and what He's doing in your lives. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Praise God. God is so good. And I'm just going to close it with this. It says here, back with the first scripture that I started out with. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all today. Amen? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning. And we just thank you, Father God. Oh, that you're so good to us. There's, there's some of us in here. Oh, we, 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 we know you as a father. We know Jesus, but we're not too acquainted with the Holy Spirit. And some of you just need a fresh touch from God. Some of you maybe have even been introduced to the Father through Jesus because you never made a commitment, a full-out commitment to, to Jesus. And if that's you today, maybe you've never made that commitment. Maybe you're, you're here today in the auditorium or you're watching online. And you know you need to make that full-out commitment to, to God today. I, wa- I want you to say this after me if you're ready to do this. Because I believe times of refreshing will come to your lives. Just say this. Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing in Jesus' name.
you prayed that prayer today, we believe you got born again. Amen. If you're watching online, connect with us online. Or better yet, if you don't have a church home, come out and visit us. We meet at the Regal Columbus 12 Movie Theater every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Praise God. At this time, we want to continue to worship the Lord and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by, by giving into the offering. Amen. Giving is a is an act of worship, I believe, as we give to God. Amen. And we want to continue to worship God. Amen. And uh, does anybody need an offering of love? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray as our singers come down, our singers come down. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. And as our singers come down and prepare to sing a worship song... Let's just give God our very best because God gave us his very best, his son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.